Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I am joined by Magic Barkley. Magic is the author of four books and is an expert in many areas related to toxicity and immune function. So welcome, Magic. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Kara. Thanks for having me. So let's start by talking about your journey and how you've been led to help so many come into holistic wellness. Yeah, well, look, you know, we all as practitioners and healers are healing from something. And, you know, that's what brings us the nuggets of wisdom. And that's really by learning through doing. And unfortunately, my life took a few turns with my health where, you know, I was in quite a a desperate situation. But I'm not one to take things lying down and, you know, given the word terminal, that just wasn't in what? my vocab. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When was that? That was, oh my goodness, that was 2014. So no a while kidding. ago now. <laughs> so like terminal cancer or terminal cancer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. If I didn't do something, so I was only, well, not only, but I was at stage four. And they said, look, if you don't do something, this is going to get worse and you're seeing the end of your life in front of you. So, you know, I don't take that lying down. So I threw myself into study and learning about the body. I was already working from a fitness space and clinical nutrition, but that wasn't enough. That was just so mainstream that I was missing a lot that was out there. So, you know, I threw myself into all things alternative medicine and holistic medicine and functional medicine and that's where I am today and you know I just love it like just today I got a lady with uh, a leukemia diagnosis come to me and say can you help me at all and it's really important to know that when we have a really serious diagnosis like that you know you have to be very careful giving false hope and so I certainly don't do that I want your listeners to know that But what I do is I treat root cause. What happened first? What happened? Maybe in your childhood. Maybe it's a trauma response. You know, depending on what your diagnosis is, which is a label, what triggered that? And that's what I treat. So, you know, all um, love and light to people who say heal, but you really have to know what you're healing from. Wow. So... So you've you've um, left a lot of mystery there. Like, how did they, did you? Are you still um, working with cancer? Are you? I mean, are you still healing from cancer yourself? I'm have in you remission. Gone from stage I'm really four? happy to oh, say, wow. from stage yeah. four. Yeah, that is phenomenal. 
It is. Wow. Well, I, so, I did have surgery. Sorry, I did have surgery. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I didn't do chemo or radiation because I really did oh, want to treat what got me to that point. And, yeah. you know, I'm not a stick my head in the sand kind of person. I do get my cancer markers checked regularly. But, yeah, at this point I'm in remission and loving wow. life. That's incredible. So what what did that look like for you getting to the root cause and and healing in that way? I mean, I know you said you had the surgery, but that's not going to just be like, oh, okay, we did it. It's gone. You know, um, what were the steps that worked for you? Yeah, so for me, it was addressing my immune response. So I had multiple autoimmunes, I still do, and addressing why that happened was really looking for me at the trauma base behind things and you know I used to joke I was a stress junkie but that wasn't far from the truth because my cortisol is still quite high and looking now at the functional health side of things you know that's got a lot to do with where I found myself so you know everyone's root cause is very different I know what mine was but it took me quite a few years to find out. Wow. That's really, really something. So so let's talk about how the different types of healing, because you have, you know, we can see if you're watching on the video um, or, you know, this will be re released later, but um, you do functional and integrative medicine. You've got a lot of different um uh, expertise in different immunity um, types of, uh, you know, advanced immune practitioner, advanced practitioner in innate immunity. Um, and then there's the mold toxicity as well. So how can we, there are a lot of different, different um, ways that we can look at our healing and facets that we can look at our healing. Um, how can we use you know, the, the different facets that are out there that are, are part of us and our, in our health, those facets that make up our health to be able to come into wholeness. Well, you know, you mentioned the word wholeness. That's how we do it. So mm. many practitioners out there, be it Western medicine, be it naturopathy, you know, even some integrative doctors treat using reductionism. And that's taking something in isolation, treating that, talking about that, trying to find a healing solution to one thing, whether it be one condition, one symptom, one system of the body. And that's not how the body works. So T. Colin Campbell wrote a book quite a while ago now called Whole, and he talks about holism. It's what my practitioners and I do, which is holism. So we look at every symptom as a whisper what is that symptom telling us not that we're going to treat that symptom or that collection of symptoms but they are pointing to something that is not whole we treat all the body systems as a whole they all interact you know they all work together one of my gorgeous mentors dr perry nicholson from stop chasing pain always says the body has absolutely no obligation to make any sense to you whatsoever. He also says no system works alone, and he's right for both of those because the body will do one thing, and that is 
keep you from danger. It tries to keep you safe. And when we're looking at holism, it does that through all the body systems working together. So, you know, being a holistic practitioner is really working with holism, looking at everything that happens. And when clients come to us, we do a a free call called a root cause analysis. And that's a holism report, basically, because we go through a lot of the systems of the body and we get a full historical snapshot of you know what came first what happened what triggered something else which may have triggered something else we kind of unravel the onion on paper and Mm. that's really important because the body is a whole Mm. wow well what about um using the connection to self and nature in in healing how does that play into everything well i love that I actually talk about environmental connection and, you know, you can look on one side of a coin and it will be ego and that is that we as humans see ourselves so evolved and so separate from everything else that we live in our ego state. And on the other side of the coin is eco and that is that we are one species sharing the earth with all the other millions of species of plants and animals and you know, pathogens, everything is there. And we are just one of those beings, one of those things. So environmental connection is knowing that it's eco. You are part of a system. Just as no body system works alone, neither does a species. And we really need to be quite mindful of that. So in treating with holism and holistically, we need to look at things like grounding from the earth we need to look at calming of the mind and listening to what both our brains tell us our cerebral brain and also our gut because that's our second brain we need to look at what does the earth give us gives us food and it gives us opportunity for grounding and taking in minerals through our feet and our hands and you know the whole list goes on we are part of the water table We are part of the atmosphere and so being connected to environment is very, very special. We as humans can understand that connection if we allow it to happen. So we talk about that a lot and, you know, that's really important for sustainable and ethical health that we are part of a a much larger ecosystem. Mm, Thank you for that. I love that. I love how you're bringing the ecology into the physical health. And it's so important. And I feel like because one of the things that you said that um, that caught my attention in the beginning of that was that we have um, this this ego and we but there's an we're we think that we are evolved beings and that we are self-sustaining and that that's like a higher form of our evolution whereas is as we evolve in our own development as as a soul you know as we begin to see ourselves more and more beyond the physical we start to understand that actually that's a devolution when we see ourselves as separate from our our neighbors, separate from 
you know, other people or other brothers and sisters within humanity, if we see ourselves as separate, that's actually a devolution from our natural state. And we can broaden that to say, well, we see ourselves as separate from our environment. We see like the natural world as something that happens outside of us. And that also is a reflection of devolution. As we evolve in our consciousness and we expand our consciousness, we understand that it is one thing that's happening. We're connected to it all. And something hit me like a ton of bricks, like relatively recently, within the last couple of months or a few weeks, I'd say. But it was around this, um, how particularly, I don't know, maybe it's different. I'm sure it's different in different places, but where I live, it's like, you know, money is king. Money above everything. To the extent that, um, you know, I overheard a a couple of old white men talking in the coffee shop um, about how, you know, maybe what we need is a good war, you know, because of the state of the economy. And, you know, we just weren't, things weren't as, you know, uh, robust in the economy. So maybe we just need a good war to get things going again. And that's such an old mentality. It's such a, I mean, it is like a, there's a, a theo- not, not a theology, but you know, that is like a, a theory within economy, you know, that, that wars help to spur the, the economics, but, but it's not like an evolved It's a lower level thought thought and, and theory. And, um, and, but it is this like money is king and what can help our economy. That is what is, that's what reigns. That is the most important thing. And until we can change that within each of us to say, there are things that we hold higher than the economy. And maybe those things can if we're if we are evolved enough and creative enough, those don't have to be separate things where it's like we can have a robust economy and let it nurture humanity and let it nurture and focus on our economics and our environment, not our economics, our our um, environment, the ecosystem is what I was trying to say. <laughs> But it's this, like, we are part of it. And right now, for a lot of us, there's a wedge where it's like, yeah, but first money. You know, money above everything. The ecosystem, that's a nice to have. Healthy humanity and, and, you know, peace and everything, that's a nice to have. But above everything, money. And so it's, this is just kind of as you were talking, it was like, yes, how the the ecosystem helps our own physical health. It's another way that our environment is, you know, that we need, that we can expand into what we think about health, what we think of our ecosystem, what we think of, you know, everything that's happening here. It's just an opportunity to expand, um, our existence and our understanding and our experience. So, and there's a really important distinction to make here. So, when I'm talking eco as part of an ecosystem, we as a species, we need to be part of everything. We seem to have misguided ourselves as as humans, and so what we do is we give away our power, 
and I'm not going to get too tinfoil hat here for your listeners, <laughs> but I do need to explore this a little bit just to make you think. So you give your power to a doctor, fix me, prescribe me something. Now the doctor makes money off everything that they do with you, which is okay. Making money is not a bad thing, mm. right? But who are you giving your power to? Who's making the medicines? Is it the same companies making the medicines that are telling you what you should be thinking about on the TV or on the radio? Are those same companies led by power brokers who have their hands in politics around the world? Are are those same power brokers connected to companies that make synthetic fake foods that make you sick to go back to the doctor? That is a whole separate ecosystem that you are not really part of. Now, would you prefer to be part of that chasing money? And by the way, you're not the one making the money. All those other people are. They're making money from you. So do you want to be in that money chasing cycle or would you rather get together with your neighbours, all grow food and share things? Someone might be great at growing tomatoes and, you know, you look at the tomato plant and it just, falls over Uh, but you know you're great at growing potatoes or you know someone else is great at growing herbs and you meet at a local park or you meet at a local hall and you will swap stories and have a cup of tea or have a cup of coffee and swap food that's more ecosystem locally and it's healthier for you because you're going to be eating fresh food not synthetic packet food and who's making the gains? You are. So, right. you know, it's something we need to look at how we address ecosystem. What is the ecosystem you want to be part of for your health, for your, your autonomy, your rights, and for your happiness? Because if you're giving your rights away consistently, you can't be happy. Yeah. Just a food for thought there. Yeah, thank you for that. That's that's wonderful. I love that. Um, so I am very curious about this PNEI. So you are uh, an advanced practitioner for psychoneuroendoimmunology of trauma. So this is new for me. Can you please explain what this is? Yeah, look, I actually uh, teach other practitioners about it now too. So I actually first learnt about it when I read The Body Says No by Dr. Gabor Mate. And, you know, he spoke about the ongoing effect. Remember I said no system works alone. Mm -hmm. So just to give you a really silly example, but it makes it easy to understand, imagine you're going to give a talk to someone public speaking and you know that's your biggest fear of speaking to 10,000 people in the stadium okay you have a thought that it's scary so that's the p now while you're having that kind of thought cortisol's raising your adrenaline's pumping and you're having all this fight flight freeze fade mode kind of symptomology going on because of the thought Okay, so that's the P, the psycho. Now, if you ignore that fear long enough, remember I said earlier the body needs to keep you safe. If you ignore that fear long enough, 
it sends you to the end, so the nervous system, the neuro. And so you might start getting like a really bad headache, almost like someone's hitting you with an axe and you're like, no, every time I go public speaking, this happens, I get a pain, something happens, I'm jittery, I'm nervous. You ignore that long enough. And and when I say ignore it long enough, this could even be seconds that you're ignoring it, okay? So the P's happened, the N's happened, it brings the E in, the endocrine. You start feeling flushed, maybe a bit dizzy, you're sweating, you're clammy, and you're just like, you know, your heart's racing because your hormones are going all over the place to keep you safe. Now, if that happens long enough, and again, could just be seconds, could be minutes, could be hours, could be days, could be weeks, months, years. So you've had the P, you've had the N, you've had the E, now the I jumps in. So the immune system is the big dog on the block. And that's going to say, do you know what? I'm seeing these thoughts, which are toxic, of I don't want to speak in public, I'm scared, someone might hurt me, whatever it is that you're thinking, okay? Then the N, so the nervous system sends impulses through the body, which actually creates toxins because every reaction in the body can create toxins if it's not the body feeling safe, right? So we've got that and then we've got the E. Well, what happens when our hormones are disrupted can be toxic. So the I says, the immune system says, you are not safe. So you're coming up towards the public speaking gig and all of a sudden you've got a sore throat, you've got the sniffles, your eyes are running, You know, your ears might be blocked, you're getting a bit phlegmy, you're like, oh, see, now I can't do the talk, I'm getting sick because I, immune, is keeping you safe. So that's an example of the PNEI. Now, when we look at things like childhood trauma, work stress, uh, social stress, any stress that's not you stress, which is the good stress, but any distress, We're looking at pain, we're looking at fear, we're looking at being ill. Anything like that happens, that can actually be applied to the PNEI system because your immune system, in the end, will keep you safe. That's a brief description of it. Okay, and so then is that a root cause? Is it just about finding the root cause? Is it about... Um, working with that so that those triggers don't are disrupted or how does that work in terms of um, helping with with an individual's health? Well, we always address root cause at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's what we do. But, yes, it can help with an individual's health. Um, We do need to reroute where that information on the PNEI pathway is coming from. So for me, it was stemming right back to my childhood. There was a whole lot of adverse childhood experiences and adverse childhood relationship experiences that were starting this. So for me, I had to go back and reframe all of those experiences using a number of techniques that I teach the practitioners. And, you know, it could be as simple as, I have something right here, an essential oil. You know, for me, something that makes me think of great things is the smell of dill oil. 
because mm. it reminds me of being with my nana cooking in the kitchen. She taught me how to make dill pickled cucumbers. So for me, going through my PNEI work, it was dissociating the fear and the memory and the triggers from what was happening and trying to tie it to the smell of dill because that was good and that was uplifting and that was loving and that was nurturing. So, you know, that's just one tiny technique that I share with people because it's reframing the situation of stress and taking the positives that we often block out. You know, if, if anyone had asked me before I learned about all of this, what was going on, you know, when you were five or six, I would have been able to rattle off all the bad things. But I would have really struggled to say, but you know what, on a Sunday morning I would be making dill cucumbers with my nana. So it's really finding things and reframing it so you're not living in that distress state all the time. That's beautiful. So it's, okay, and now I'm seeing it. It is dealing with past traumas and it's it's helping you. So it's it's kind of a, it's a therapeutic way to do that. But you're, so you're dealing with ultimately a, a memory but it's that what it has done to the physical body and the physical response and how that is affecting your health now. I yeah, totally. That. But it can, it can be a current trauma or a current mm, yeah. uh, form of distress. So it doesn't even have mm. to be from the past. Mine was. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I had a lady come to me just the other day who was being bullied in her workplace and it was new. But this whole PNEI mm. thing had swung in straight away and she was, you know, being told by her doctor she had autoimmune, but she was healthy till two years ago. So, you know, it was for her quite a current thing. Right. That's fascinating. I love it. So how can people find out more about you and the Holistic Natural Health Center and and be in touch with you? You're in Australia, first of all. We are in Australia, but we work remotely now. We have actually closed our physical clinics to really broaden our services to everyone. So we work remotely either by phone or by Zoom so we can work with anyone around the world. And uh, the best place to find us is on our website. So it's www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. And holistic has a W in front of it because we use holism. And there you can find our blogs. You can find all of our services. You can find our own podcast. And more importantly, you can actually book a root cause analysis call, which is complimentary. So you'll get our fabulous long intake form. I had a, a lady joke a little while ago that it was like filling out a thesis. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we need this information for root cause. And then we right. book a call either by phone or by Zoom and we go through our findings. Now, at that point, everything is complimentary. You get a whole lot of information that you've probably not heard before. And uh, from there we go on and... We may offer you a package to work with us. We may not. We may part ways just with a whole lot of information and some well wishes. Really depends on the person, uh, how the analysis goes, and, you know, whether we feel that we're a good fit because we do not want to cause distress. Wonderful. That's beautiful. 
Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I know it's late there in Australia, so I really appreciate um, you being here today. And thank you for all the work that you're doing to educate people and to help people come into that whole that whole self, um, which is just vital right now. It's really beautiful. Thank you. And, and you mentioned a fantastic word just to leave your listeners with a parting thought, self. And that is if you do not put yourself first, no one else is going to. So chasing symptoms, chasing pain, chasing thoughts isn't going to help because they're outside of the self. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Magic. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.